Welcome to Embrace the Calling, where we share our discoveries and blessings of parenting and loving our LDS, LBGTQ saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love. And I am Jenny Hunter from Jenny Hunter Coaching. Um, I have a gay son who is 20. I started thinking he might be gay at about 14, and he came out to us two years ago. And I was also raised in a, uh, an LGBT family. I have a brother, um, an oldest brother who was gay, and um, sadly, he took his life two, uh, three years ago. And so I have, um, that's how I came to do lift and love actually yeah and i have a son who is going to be 23 this month and he came out at 15 so we've been on this journey for eight years and that's why i am a life coach because i help other mothers through um the pain and the figuring out how to be the best mom for their child through this process yeah we are two faithful moms we are both members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and um, we have found peace in our calling as mothers of LGBT children and um, working co-parenting with our heavenly parents in this calling. Yeah, and I want to say just how, kind of how we found each other. Um, I don't think there's a big enough community for mothers out there who have gay children. And so um, I was looking on Facebook and Instagram kind of for all the different groups that are out there and they weren't speaking to me. And then I stumbled on Allison's page and how she is combining her faith and her child being gay and trying to find a safe place for him in our community, our church community, spoke to my heart and I reached out to her and we really feel strongly that we, there are other mothers like us that we want to create this community of strength of mothers who know and know that there's a place for our children in the gospel. Definitely. And when Jenny texted me, I could... I, I opened the text and I knew instantly that she and I um, would, it was just a, a feeling that we would work well together. And it's been just, we have loved talking to each other, talking through these issues, and we want to share what we've learned with you. And we want to bring you in to the peace that we have. Uh, when Jenny and I started talking about this, we realized that one of the things we have in common is that we feel like this is our, call, our calling from God and that it's um, that a lot of parents and we feel empowered by that, that calling that uh, we've got to do what we've got to learn what we need to learn and we've got to do what we need to do to help these children remain connected to God. And um, I knowing uh, the pain that my brother went through, he lost his connection with God and, and I think that made all the difference in his life. And so Jenny and I have, uh, come together and we are calling this um, embracing the calling because we believe that not only are we called to be parents but our children are called to be uh, to be gay in the church at this time and to teach to teach love and acceptance to uh, the, the other members yeah because I think once we you understand that like this isn't something that you did wrong like, cause some, um, cause I coach a lot of mothers on this 
and they feel like, oh, well, if we had done scripture study wrong or I did something wrong in my parenting, no, this was always the plan. You just didn't know. And not a lack you know, of family home evening. That's yeah, not one more family home evening, and it would have been fine. <laughs> been okay. <laughs> and so once you really like embrace, like, oh no, like I am the perfect mother for this. Like, God is trusting me with this and trusting my child with this and we're still part of the plan. We're still part of the gathering and what that's going to look like. And that's, that's for you to figure out. And that's, that's where it gets a little tricky because like uh, the finding the peace and everything is such a personal journey. Absolutely. And it's a hard journey. And uh, Jenny and I will tell you, we've had hard, uh, it's been hard traveling. Um, I knew my son was probably gay about 14. I had inklings of it when he was about three or four. And um, it's a, it's a hard journey. It's um, a painful. However, um, in the journey, I have found such connection with God that I know that I would not have otherwise. And uh, it's strengthened me and lifted me. And that's, that's what we want to bring. So we want to, uh, we want to share that power with you because it, it, it's very powerful. Yeah. And I think like I am um, when we were, cause we're trying to be very um, prayerful about this. Cause we wanted to say what God would want us to say. And so I was listening to president Holland's talk that he just gave um, last April. And I love this quote when he said, um, and he's talking about God and how um, Joseph Smith found the gospel and why he found the gospel and what he was looking for. And, and he said this quote, he said, he certainly would not have been, and he's talking about God here. He certainly would not have been a cold, arbitrary autocrat who predestined a select few of salvation and then consigned the rest of the human family to damnation. No, he would be one whose every action by divine de declaration would be for the benefit of the world, for he loveth the world. And that talk is called a brightness of hope, a perfect brightness of hope. And, um, you know, when your child comes out, usually you're placed in a place of fear. And that's not Heavenly Father making you feel fearful. That's yeah. Satan in the world. You know, if you're feeling fearful, then you're not, you don't, you just don't know yet the plan. And you haven't connected enough with Heavenly Father to have him speak to your heart and to calm those fears down because you're not going to lose your child. It's going to be different and the journey is going to be different, yep. but you were predestined for this moment. And I love like, you know, like people get called for different things. And I, I, Allison and I are very different about this. Like, she feels things so deeply and like you, your heart is always burdened with other people about this and everything. And I'm more of like the peace. So it's interesting, like your calling and my calling with this, it's the yeah. same calling, but it's so manifest different what the Lord needs us to do. Yes. Jenny's so good at bringing peace. In fact, I had a hard day two days ago and she sent me a text. I told her I'm struggling and sent me a text that brought me peace. And that's her gift. And we were talking about and your gift is like making the change. Yeah, feeling the pain and yes. and expressing it and be and uh, working to get bolder to express what I feel like we need to say and what we need to do to support our families. Yeah, these, this isn't a child thing. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I got uh, was from a therapist who was working with my kids um, and we were working on this issue and how to be a great family around this and he said when one member of your family is gay the whole family is gay oh i love has, that yeah when one somebody mm -hmm. in the family has cancer the whole family has cancer 
like these are things that the family absorbs and has to work through. So, yes. um, but I love that because you're all on the same team. Yeah. You know, the, the, having a child gay doesn't have to divide your family. It no. actually brings it all together, you know? And that's like the whole reason we're like, we, we don't feel like there has been a safe enough place in the church. And so that's what we're trying to create. We're not going against doctrine. We're not, but we want to be more inclusive and more that if a child comes out as a teenager, they could still be part of things and they still feel like they want to be part of it. And that's, we have to start in our families. So that's beautiful. Well, and keeping them connected to God, yeah. because uh, that's really a hard part of this is keeping our children connected to God in ways that they can also feel the spirit and be guided by the same spirit, you know, their spirit, who the spirit who speaks to them in ways. So that's an, an important part and we don't want them to lose that connection. Yeah. So, but don't um, like, I'm a little bit further with, cause my son's a little bit older and sometimes like the connection wasn't always like in the chapel, he felt comfortable and I had to be okay with that as the mom. And like, but I didn't let that stop me from talking about God, talking, um, you know, he still felt included. He still felt like, like I focused more on where he was with Heavenly Father and where his relationship is. And those were the discussions. Right. Well, and I think it's important to note that um, most children will struggle to stay in the gospel. Um, I would, I would think that most children will not be able to. And, and we're hoping that that will change and that we can uh, figure out in a more embracing and kind of a pulling in in our gospel. And I know that, that we're all trying to work towards that. But um, just know that that might be the safest course for your child to pull away from actual like participation um, within the church system right now. Uh, but that their connection can still hold that hold that connection between uh, your child and God in the way that they can do it can still hold. And yeah. Cause yeah, I don't think that gives you a free pass. Like, okay, he's not going to church or she's not going to church. Yeah. Like, no, you're still in there. Like your still role is being helping them spiritually. And I'm not saying hit them over the hammer about like, are you going to church? Are you doing this? Yeah. But just like God's still part of your life. God's still part of them. They still have a relationship with God, whether they're sitting in chapel or not. And well, to, talk about that. And I think it affirms to them that like, look, this is not working for you. And I understand that. Yes. Like, God loves you. Yes. You know, your heavenly parents created you and, and you work with them to figure this out yeah. and figure out what your path is and, and that, so that you can do that confidently. So I think that's one of our, one of our, the things that we really share is that, that desire to keep our kids connected to God, because you, you know, there's this, sexuality and then there's the child of God and those both live deeply within both of our, within our children yeah and God created that it created yeah, your and, child all of it and you can't take either part of that out without really causing damage yes yeah and so you know if you like you're feeling fear if your child's leaving or if they're not doing what like doesn't want to go on a mission or certain things yeah then you're not turning it over to God right right like your child's journey is going to be different than you imagine but you got to have peace that God is on that journey with them. Right. And I always, I told Jenny, I sometimes when I get kind of freaky about things, I say, okay, God, you've got this, right? Like <laughs> you're an adult, I, I'm, I've done what I can. I can be there to love and you've got, you've got this, right? We got to, we got a deal. <laughs> yes. But could you imagine if it was up to you? I mean, how the pressure, like it feels so peaceful. Like God's got it. Like, yeah. 
Because oh. one of us can make our 20-year-olds do anything. <laughs> exactly. Or our 15-year-olds or our 12-year-olds. Like, it's helpless. <laughs> oh. So one of the things that um, really is hard about being a, a parent of a gay child or a, an LGBTQ child is that there is no guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't for my parents and there isn't for us. So um, one of the things that's really important is that you connect to the spirit in this. And as I've talked to hundreds of parents of gay children, it's interesting how many of them have had uh, very spiritual experiences where they, where the spirit have spoken to them either at the birth of their child or older um, whispering that this child might be gay. Hey, heads up on this. Um, Those are God given help for you. And I always call them like the sustaining moments of our life. And, yeah, uh, because I think like you talked about, like, because you're co-parenting with God, right? You know, like, uh, what's the term where the, the divorce, where it's like the big thing is the co-parent, <laughs> the, like, the, the conscious uncoupling. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like that with, like, he, like, so he's like, with all of our children, he gives us inspiration, but it seems like when your child comes out, like, you need even more. Because yeah, and they are the, we have, your child has heavenly parents who are the parents of their spirits, and yep. we'll speak to their spirit. We can be confident that the, that the Lord, God, and our heavenly parents are there working with our children and helping them. And, um, and that's, that's part of the handing it over, like, like mm-hmm. you've got, you've got this part, I'll do the part that I can do here, but just know that this isn't just you, that you are working with this heavenly parent uh, couple that are working with your child and they're going to give you inspiration and guidance and yeah, be- down daily sustenance yeah because like when you go like um you can't like for instance when our son was 15 and then at 16 he wanted to start dating and th- there's no handbook for this there's nothing in the handbook like what you're going to do with your gay son wanting to date right right? so you can't go to the bishop or anything like so you have to co-parent with heavenly father because he's the only one who's going to give you that peace and that answer and our peace and answer was like well if you'd let your girl go do this then that same rules be set and so that is why it's really important to recognize the only one who's going to have the answers for you is god right and i told jenny like since since forever, I've kept, I have a journal, like I keep all of my, it's my planner too with my to-do, to-dos in it, but I write every spiritual experience I have, whether it was with a talk or somebody did something, and I, I promise you that if you will write these moments down, you will see in your hardest times when you're really struggling, there is a daily, there, you will be given daily bread to get through in those moments where you can say, and I always do say like, when I feel it, I'm like, thank you. Like, I acknowledge that Heavenly Father sent me someone to get me through the day and to get me through the feelings that I was having. And on a book, I have eight, nine, ten years of um, my life recorded just in my planner and my spiritual experiences. And they start connecting and they start building into something bigger. And they are essentially a handbook for me. And I can yeah. look back. And that's an important part of building your own uh, path with God. But, yeah, because what I love about yours is that it's um, a daily journal. And so like daily, you put things in. And so then um, when we do things like that, our brain changes and shifts and then starts looking for evidence. So like, you're like, God's going to speak to me daily. You see it and then you record it and then you don't forget it. Because right. 
we forget, right? Totally. And so that for that daily bread, like combined, because I think, didn't you say you do that with reading the scriptures? Oh, absolutely. So I put my scriptures in there and I actually write in my scriptures. So I, I've got my scriptures right here. You can see like, clearly I like to write things, but <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll feel my job as a parent, an LGBT parent in the scriptures. I'll feel an answer to it and I'll write it there. I'll write LGBT or I'll write Jake or I'll write, you know, whatever, whatever impression, because some, you know, we read the scriptures differently every time, but in that moment, I got an answer that I really needed. So I've recorded it. And even last week I looked back at, I grabbed a book and looked back to figure out what I'd said or what I felt to, you know, cause everything changes over the time. And it was amazing every day I'd gotten a spiritual prompting that all worked together. And, um, it was just, I hadn't recognized that pattern when I'd written it. So um, I think keeping a, a, a scripture, I mean, a planner going is super helpful. It's yeah, because I think, like you said, like until you wrote it, you didn't recognize the pattern and yeah. like, like recognize, like writing it and documenting it. Yeah. So you and your child, right? Well, and we both acknowledge it's really hard to... Um, it's hard to know you want to be on the Lord's side. Right. And it's hard because we're in a, we're in a position that feels maybe when we're supporting this child and raising this child, that if we're supporting them dating or whatever, we feel kind of counter to what we're supposed to be doing. So getting yeah. those witnesses every day really help strengthen us as parents saying, Nope, I know this feels like it shouldn't be, but it feels right because the spirit is teaching me. Yeah. So then if you feel judgment from other people, you're strong enough to handle it because. And that's where Jenny comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let them judge. (laughs) I love how you said, because like, we want to do it. Like we think we want to do it with God. We're not going against God, you know, and so God's given us this, this, this hand he's dealt us. We want to do it really well. And you can't do it well without God. Right. Absolutely. And I think, the piece that we want to share comes from knowing that you are co-parenting with God. Yep. Um, yeah. And really the testifying, like, I know we both feel this way. The women we've become because of our gay sons, it's yeah. everything. It's everything. Like we would not be this le- next level of strength, this next version of us. If we haven't done this work with God and this co-parenting with God, it's, it's, for me, it's been a really beautiful experience. Right. And wherever that study takes you, mine took me into understanding um, Eve, deeply into understanding Eve and studying Eve. And, um, and yes. Allison is a master scriptorian. She's going to teach you so much. <laughs> I love it. Which I wasn't at all until I decided I had to be to stay active in the church. I had to figure it out myself. I mean, I really had that impression that I needed to figure this out. So it's a gift. And it's, that was never my gift, but it is. But it is. Yeah. But you, Oh, I love it. Cause <laughs> now, now we get the gift of Al- Allison. Oh, oh <laughs> well, and I, and I pray hard. I pray daily more than daily to, to yeah. be with the, with the spirit and with the Lord to be on the Lord's side in this. And it's, we're, we're telling you it's not easy. Yeah. And there is no perfect way to do this. No. And, 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 yeah, like no handbook, no perfect way, and be kind to everybody. <laughs> the other mom's doing it. Yeah, because they're gonna, people are gonna drive you crazy the way they, what they say, what they do, how they're treating their children, how they, 
uh, whatever, and you know their their opinions. You know, and Jenny and I don't agree. I have ideas that are wacky to her, and um, and that's okay. I'm not wacky, okay. just different. Yeah, no, but I love it because I love. Like, even like a parent coming to me, did you think about this? Like, no, but like, like, just be open to how other people think. Don't yeah. think of it defensive. Like, we're all on the same team, ultimately. Like, we want everybody to come home. Right. And, and our children are going to do it differently than yeah. we think they are, should. And they're going to do it differently than another child. Like, you know, my child going to BYU, that's not always good for kids. And so that's not going to work for another child. And an important thing is you are going to make a ton of mistakes. You just are. Yeah. And I've made a ton of mistakes. I've said dumb I have things. to. <laughs> I've said dumb things to parents. I've said dumb things to Jake. We he's and he's gonna make a ton of mistakes. And you gotta just let those roll because we're, you know, if there was a guidebook, it would be so much easier. It would be, but it wouldn't be through our mistakes is where we change, right? And like just know your mistakes are gonna get you one step closer to doing it better, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the point. That's why we're here, right? We're here to learn. And we just have a different challenge to learn. And that's what brings us all together. That's what, yeah. and we can be strengthened in each other. So, totally agree. Yeah, totally. Anything else, Jenny, you want to end with? No, I think, yeah, I think our biggest message today is really we're saying is um, to really realize that if you have an LBGTQ child, that it's not a mistake. It's actually your calling. And the Lord has put that child in your family for a purpose because, and he's given you all those gifts. You are the perfect mom for that child, but now you need to figure that out and what that means and to develop those gifts. And the best way to develop it is to turn towards God and to do the work. Right, right. And open your scriptures and read it as a mother of an LGBT child and see what comes from that. Mm. So I just want to end with a scripture that I love. Um, it's James 1, verse 2. And it's before Joseph Smith talks about um, if any of you lack wisdom. But the scriptures before talk about um, the trials of life and why we turn to the scriptures, why Joseph Joseph felt like he wasn't uh, worthy and wanted to be, wanted a remission of sins. That's why he went to the scriptures. And um, so in James 1 and 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And the temptations can be um, also thought of as, um, as uh, uh, afflictions. Mm -hmm. And then it says, knowing, uh, I've got to move this, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. If ye lack, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. That means that you can ask God anything, and He will not hold you for it. He won't be angry that you've asked Him a question that that feels off, you know, off from what it should be. You know, how do I raise a gay child? Is it okay for me to let him date? Um, he will abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. And that's the piece, the faith of nothing wavering, that you are doing the work of the Lord, raising this child here to be healthy and happy and to love him and to look towards him. That is the work we're doing. That's the calling. Yeah, it's beautiful. Perfectly. God says it the best. Yeah. Okay. So what are we doing next time? 
Okay, we're going to talk about the big one, how to handle coming out, because I know I get this a lot. What are people going to say? Parents just, there's a lot of mind drama around it, so we're going to help clear that up. For sure. we got to handle the ward and the family and all of that. Grandma and grandpa. Yep. (laughs) So we just want to leave you. Be strong. Um, Know that you're loved. You're working with God, and we love you. We love you. Yes, this is, you're amazing women. If you have a child who is LBGTQ, you are like strong and right. realize that you just don't know all your strength yet. Yeah, but we're going to help you find it. Love you so much. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We would love to hear from you about your journey or any questions or comments. We would also love for you to join our private Facebook group called Embrace the Calling. Details are in the show notes.